us now. So we cleared our diaries and we went across to Norman's house. And they met us bright-eyed at the door. Come sit, come sit, come sit. And Norman tells us that last night he had a dream. And in the dream, he was at um, Sarepta Church. It was a morning service and everything was running normally. And um, there was a particular song playing. And Jean was sitting next to me on the couch and she leans across to me and she says to me, he's not going to tell you what the song is. It's like the secret thing. And I, I understood very clearly why later. So he said there's a song playing. And during the song, Norman got up in his dream and he went and he fetched that cross and he put it in the middle of the church in the front and he bowed down and he worshipped. And, and that was it. That was the dream. And in, and in the morning when he woke up, he, he knew that the next time we sing that song, he was to do that, just listen to God and, um, and, and watch what would happen and God would move. And there was a sense that there would be a breakthrough at that point in church, in our church. So, um, so he just smiled at me because he knew what was going on in my head. Like, what's the song? Which song is it? Which song is it? But very wisely, he didn't say what the song was because he, there was not to be any point of orchestration or manipulation. So he just knew that the next time we did that song would be the, the moment. So they attend prayers, um, the pre-service prayers in the, in the office there at the back. And when the worship team are rehearsing before um, the service, the guys in the prayer meeting can hear. It's about three weeks later, and I'm up to lead worship, and I do the song, which was, um, I'm a child of God. What is it called? No Longer Slaves. So I start singing, you unravel me, like a melody with a melody. And I've just got a small team in the back. Norman appears at that door, and he points to me, and he thumbs up. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, this is the moment. But he had said when, when we went to visit him, he said, I'm just I'm telling you to because it's probably going to get a little bit messy, and we might have to can the preach. I'll set the scene. It's freezing cold outside. It's raining. Most of you are not here, including my husband, who's so sick. He's sicker than I've ever known my husband to be, and I've been married to him for 25 years. He was sick in bed for like a week. So he's not here, which is history. And Norman walks right up to me, and he stands here, and he looks at me at the piano, and he says, get your husband here now. It's like five to nine. And so he went to the office and he and Greg Reed phoned Al and said, like, you know, just God is bigger than you're sick. And, um, and Joe, so Alan was also up to preach that day. And so Joe took over from him. Joe was going to preach. But Joe arrives. Oh, he's been so sick. He's been so sick in the night, but it's cool because my fever broke at three o'clock this morning. So he's like a really sick guy as well. And he's like staggering to the front. He says he thinks he can preach if he has, if he has strength. And so we did the song in worship and, and Norman walked up during the song and he came and he put the, he put the cross over here and he turned his back to all of you and he got down on his knees and 
in front of the cross with this Bible and with this microphone. And um, I was just standing up at at the piano leading something. I can't even remember what. But I just closed my eyes because, you know, you don't want to lose that moment. And where are we going to go from here? And when I opened my eyes, it was just the whole church was on their faces, on their knees, on their faces. There was an invitation for just to encounter Jesus. If you wanted to encounter him in a new way, if you wanted more of him, if you wanted healing, if you wanted salvation, if you wanted to be born again, again, if you wanted anything, just come to the front and, and oh my gosh. And it was, we did can the preach and it, and it was beautiful. And what was interesting is that it was around the song that we are no longer slaves to fear. We are children of God. And um, it, it followed on a theme as well. For some reason, every week before then, Judith had, had done a thing on fear while, while she was leading worship. I don't know if you remember. And there's just been a theme on freedom from fear and that we're no longer slaves to actually sin, really. We're slaves to Jesus. And, and there has been a shift and a, and a point of change. It was such an anointed moment. And um, so we would love it if you as a church would pray into that and just know now, because there are a lot of you here today who weren't there then. Now you know the story. And God is moving in this church. And um, there's a fresh wave and there's a, there's, there's a freshness. And, and when we get to heaven one day, worship is going to be the atmosphere in heaven. So that's that story. The other one was just Alan and I just wanted to report back to you that we'd been, we went away um, two weekends ago. We were in Joburg. We went to Alexander Fenter's church. He invited us to come and run a worship weekend at his church. Okay, so I didn't know what a worship weekend was. He said he'd like me to run a worship workshop with his church on Saturday morning. He wanted me to run a worship soaking session on Saturday night. And then he wanted Alan and I to do the service on Sunday morning where Alan would preach about worship and I would lead worship. So that's cool. That's cool. I can do the soaking session. I can lead worship in the morning. What is a worship workshop? And I'm supposed to run it with their worship team. So consistent contact with Ray, their worship leader. How many people do you have in your team? Who will be there? Will I be standing at a pulpit speaking to 100 people or perhaps might we be in a lounge? Yay, please. Sitting in a circle, friendly-like, relaxed. Can we have some coffee? Will there be muffins? What am I going to talk about? What does this look like? And I kind of didn't really know what it looked like until we actually got to the room. They have this fabulous, fabulous property as a church. What's it called? Following Jesus is what the church is called. It's a vineyard church. Used to be Valley Vineyard. And there were about 20 people. They'd set the chairs up in a circle just in the front of the auditorium. And... um, It was just a glorious, glorious time where Alan and I were there with our kids. Anthony and Amy came with us. The only reason why we invited them is because the clock's ticking. They're about to leave to go back to Bethel, and I want to spend every moment I can with my kids. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to Joburg for a weekend. Please come with me is why I invited them. Just could you just please come with us because we want to be with you. Oh, my word. What did Jesus do through those children? Alan kind of was really an observer in the workshop, and Anthony and Amy and I were just being mom and children 
we were just being what we know how to be and what we've always been. Just bouncing stuff off each other. Mom, can I interrupt you? I just want to make this point about whatever it was that I was talking about. Anthony shared about team dynamics. I shared my testimony, cried my way through it. That's like pride just takes a tumble, you know. I don't know why, but there it is. And then, and then Amy did an, an exercise with them where she, she said, what's your favorite scripture? We came to a scripture, a particular scripture, and everyone had to write it down. Then they had to underline keywords in that scripture. Then they had to um, make a sentence with those keywords. And then they had to sing that while Anthony played guitar. Effectively, what she did is she, she got them to write a song directly out of scripture, spontaneously in the moment. And the team dynamics that happened there, I was able to sit back as an observer and watch their worship team and see that maybe there's a potential problem with this relationship with these two ladies. That guy's got a thing on him or whatever it was. And, and in the end, they, question and answer time, Anthony says to me, Mom, when it's time to wrap up this meeting, can I wrap it up? And I said, sure, my boy, do you want to pray? He said, I don't know what I want to do. I just feel I need to close the meeting. So there's question and answer time, and they're asking us some questions. And it was just an anointed time, and they thanked us, and they said, your family, though. They just spoke about our family. That's like saying, the best part of your face is your nose. There's nothing you can do about that. It is the way it is. And, and we might have tried to do things, but actually it was who we are that affected them the most, which was just a surprise from Jesus. Now it's time for Ant to close the meeting. And so he sits on the edge of his chair and he says, um, on behalf of my family, I just, I want to bless you guys. I want to encourage you and remind you about the role that you play as team in this church, as worship team. You, you, you bring down heaven. You have an open heavens over your church and we're so proud of you, he said. My 22 year old boy is telling, there was a guy there who was probably in his late sixties, mid seventies, I don't know. He, and he was just crying. And there were teenage girls who were crying while Ant said, we're so proud of you. And we want to bless you on behalf of my family. We just want to pass on what God has favored us with. We want to pass it on and impart it to you. And, um, and, and he just encouraged them and. It was just, I think, when you go away and minister elsewhere, the, the minister, the one who ministers is more blessed than those who receive. And the Sunday evening was amazing. They cleared the church, lowered the lights, just cushions everywhere and people encountering Jesus. And Sunday morning was a messy, messy service, which means that people came and received Jesus, and it's always messy. Jesus loves to work with our mess. Um, you know, we invited people to come to the front while we were worshiping and like the whole church came to the front. And I thought, oh my gosh, what are we going to do with this? But, but God was there. He goes before us and holy, it was just an amazing, 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 amazing weekend. And I think perhaps a, a taste of what God has designed me for, particularly in this season that is to come, pouring into other churches' worship teams. I just came away so full and so feeling, oh, so that's what I'm for. Oh, this is what this looks like. It's just, it was awesome. It was awesome. And so we've reported back to you. Thank you.
Sorry. Um, good morning, everyone. Uh, that was meant to be the other way around. <laughs> it was the other way around on the computer. Um, for those of you who don't remember, two weekends ago, Sundays ago, I asked you guys to pray for us because we've got uh, Pastor Fire coming up. <laughs> this could be interesting. Ah, just kill it. Um, anyway, just a bit of feedback. Uh, I need to say that it is absolutely phenomenal to go into an event like this standing on the prayer of a body of people. And it was absolutely obvious that it was happening because when we, um, there we go, there was nine boys and their dads. The, the week leading up to the event, everything went wrong, which uh, tells me that uh, <laughs> nothing worth having comes without a fight, and the fight was going to be big. Um, and then at the 11th hour, 59th minute, minute everything went right. And we got there, and... Um, the prayer was obvious because we had two, maybe three dads who were set free from some serious stuff in their lives in regarding their relationship, not only with their boys, but family relationships. And I don't think you break through to stuff like that unless um, God has firmly put his foot into, into the mix. And I believe it was a call um, on the body of people here which really got that started. So I want to thank you as a church for that. And again, I stand up here because generally I want something, and that is because this coming weekend we have another event where we have 14 boys and their dads. It's stretching our capacity to the limit, um, but they're f- a phenomenal bunch of boys and dads. They're all from the um, Schlanger area, some from locally, and um, we're stretched thin. There's a lot of our team who are not available, um, so we're making it up as we go, winging it as such. But I'm, I'm believing for the miraculous, and I know we will receive it. So I want to thank you for your prayers, and we will feedback soon. Stick here. Uh, the other one's to come. Okay. Father in heaven, we, we marvel at what you're doing. Uh, and we praise you for, uh, for a continent which is fatherless. Our Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for embodying your fatherhood in family. And we, and we thank you for... Uh, we thank you for Daryl and, and the ministry, and, and we call on you, Lord, to consume the whole thing and to multiply it, and we glorify your name in Jesus' name, and we, we covenant with you, Lord, to keep us before your face in prayer for this wonderful ministry. In Jesus' name, amen.